Today on Awaken to Grace, we are in Revelation chapter 12 as we continue walking through the book of Revelation in this series called Things to Come. Today, we're going to talk about Satan and how the Bible exposes him for the deceiver, for the devil, for the Satan that he truly is. And then we're going to go into great detail to talk about Israel. Israel explained. We're going to answer the question in today's broadcast. Why is there such a spirit of anti-Semitism in the earth? Well, friends, Revelation chapter 12 gives us all of these answers and so much more. I'm glad you're listening today to Awaken to Grace. As always, I hope you're downloading my free mobile app, Awakened to Grace. Jump on your App Store or Google Play and download it today. Well, let's get to God's Word, Revelation chapter 12, on today's episode of Awakened to Grace. I want to entitle today, Satan Exposed and Israel Explained. Let me start by saying this. You will never understand the Bible with clarity until you first understand Israel's role in the plan of God. Israel is the only people of the earth who have a recorded past as well as a recorded present as well as a recorded future. You can find that for yourself in Romans 9, 10, and 11. And you, as a student of God's Word, should be very familiar with Romans 9, 10, and 11. Because what it will do is it will shape your view, it will shape your worldview, it will shape the right perspective toward Israel and toward the Jews. Today, my challenge in interpreting this chapter with you is I want to answer one great fundamental question. Why is there a spirit of anti-Semitism in the earth? How do you explain the Adolf Hitlers and the Holocaust? How do you explain the Hamans and the Mordecais and the Queen Esthers? How do you explain the murderous King Herods? And how do you explain the Pharaoh who tried to wipe out all the Jews? How do you explain it? How do you explain this spirit that has tried to exterminate Israel, the spirit that's very prevalent throughout the Middle East and the Muslim world right now today? Why is there such a spirit of anti-Semitism? This chapter gives us the answer to that. So I want to call it Satan Exposed and Israel Explained. Now, our first interpretive challenge who in the world is this woman of verse 1 and 2? Now, people have debated this throughout the centuries. There's all kinds of thoughts on it. My goal is not to give you my opinion. My goal is not to give you headlines only and just try to you know, make everything fit. Into... No, my, day is, my, my goal is to show you 
what the Bible says, line upon line, precept upon precept. So, my friends, when we have interpretive challenges, now there are some things we're just not going to know. Like last week, the voice of the seven thunders, what did they say? We don't know. Uh, The little scroll, what is that? We don't know. Remember what we said last week? There are some things that, like Paul said, we see through a glass dimly. There are some things we're not going to know on this side of eternity, and we're not going to know it until we're on the right side of eternity. Okay? But there are many things that we can interpret, and there are many things that we can explain well, because how is the safest and the most surefire way of interpreting the Bible? With the Bible. The Bible is its own interpreter, not man. You understand? So this is actually interpreted for us in Genesis chapter 37. Remember one of our key principles when studying Revelation. There are 404 verses in Revelation, yet over 800 references back to the Old Testament. There are crazy thoughts about this. Some people believe that this is Christian science. Oh, gosh, you look into the Christian science view of this. Oh, Oh, it's such horrible false teaching. Many Protestant churches believe that this woman represents the church, which makes no sense. The church is not going to give birth to Christ. Roman Catholic churches believe that this is the Virgin Mary. I want to show you today why I believe this is Israel. Remember, how do you interpret the Bible? By using the Bible, not your logic, not your reasoning, not your beliefs, not your background, not definitely not how you feel. <laughs> you interpret the Bible with the Bible. So what is this sun and this moon and this crown of 12 stars? This is interpreted, friends, in Genesis chapter 37. You remember Joseph had two dreams, one of the sheaves and then the other of the sun, moon, and stars bowing down to him. Remember that? Jacob, his father, interprets his dream. And remember what he said. Jacob represents the sun. His wife, Rachel, represents the moon. And then the 12 stars are the 12 sons of Jacob, which is where Israel comes from, the 12 tribes of Israel. It's interpreted for us. So when John sees this great mystery... And sees this woman, and by the way, there's four women mentioned in Revelation, in Revelation, two positive, two negative. The two negative is the spirit of Jezebel found in the seven churches earlier in the book. And then later we're going to come to the harlot that has to do with Babylon. The two positive is this woman, which represents Israel. And then the church is depicted as the bride of Christ as everything is moving toward the marriage supper of the Lamb. Amen. So, this woman, I believe, represents Israel. It's interpreted for us, Genesis chapter 37. Now, let's continue with verse 3. Verse 3 says, And another sign appeared in heaven. Behold, a great red dragon with seven heads and ten ten horns, and on his heads seven diadems. Now, who is this dragon? Who is this seven-headed, red, vile creature John's going to tell us. There's no, there's no guesswork here. Later in the chapter, he's going to tell us this represents Satan. 
This represents the evil one. This is the devil. This is that ancient serpent. The, the Bible depicts him. Why is a red dragon? See, culture has totally messed this up. This is where this cartoon, this character of Satan being this little red, you know, guy with a pitchfork and the horn and all that. No, 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 no. Don't give in to what this culture depicts as this little guy that sits on your shoulder. No, 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 no. Why does John depict Satan this way? This speaks of his vile and his cruel nature. He's depicted as red because what did Jesus tell us about this father of lies, John 8, 44 and 45? Jesus told us he was a murderer from the very beginning. It depicts him as red because Satan is a murderer and he always has been ever since time began. It was Satan who influenced Cain to kill his brother Abel. And ever since then, friends, he is as a roaring lion prowling about, seeking whom he may devour. His agenda is to steal, kill, and to destroy. And right here, let me tell you, the word of God exposes him for who he truly is. This dragon, this vile, this cruel creature. Why is it red? Because he's a murderer and he's got a spirit of murder about him. And and at the end, I'm going to tie it all together and I'm going to show you how the spirit of anti-Semitism is the spirit of Satan himself. Now, it says he has seven heads. What's this speak of? Now, this will feel familiar To students of the Bible, why? Because the seven heads, the ten horns, the the diadems, all of this is shown in the book of Daniel. And next week, I cannot wait to get into next week. I can't get into it today because I'll mess it all up. But let's, next week, we study for the first time in detail, in depth, the Antichrist and the mark of the beast. And we're going to lay it all out. Now, you come next Sunday because it's going to be a buffet of the Word of God. Amen? We can't get there yet. Okay. We're... So the seven heads speak of his intelligence. The diadems speak of his power and authority. Now, notice, notice the Antichrist, chapter 6, verses 1 and 2. The Antichrist has crowns. Now, in our English language, we say crowns. But in the Greek, you have two types of crowns. You have Stephanos, which is where our English name Stephen comes from. You have Stephanos, which means an overcomer. And then you have the word for crown, diadem, which means ruler, authority. Christ will wear many Many diadems. Amen. Amen. Revelation chapter 19. Read it for yourself. But here Satan is depicted with authority, with diadems. Why? As we've explained to the series, friends, Satan is the God of this world. But what is Christ going to do? Just like Joshua 
overtook the land of Canaan? How long was Joshua's military campaign when he, when he took all of the enemies of God out of Canaan? How long was that campaign? Seven years. How many times did they march around Jericho? Seven days. How many times on that last day? Seven times. How many trumpets did they blow? Seven. Are, are, you, are you picking up on the theme? How many churches are in Revelation? Seven. How many years is the tribulation period? Seven. Friends, it all ties together. Satan is the God of this world. And what the purpose of the tribulation is, Revelation eleven fifteen, is that the kingdom of this world is going to become the kingdom of our God. And he's going to take out the usurpers. And Christ is going to set up his kingdom. And as we explained last week, when the kingdom of Christ comes, every wrong is going to be made right. Amen. Let's continue. This is verse 4. His tail swept down a third of the stars of heaven and cast them to the earth. Now, let's pause right there because this is very interesting. What did we say last week? Angels are mentioned 60 times in the book of Revelation. Godly angels. But what are these stars that his swept down. These are the fallen angels. These are angels that followed Satan's rebellion. Now, how many angels are there? And it amazes me that so many Christians believe in angels but don't believe in demons. So many people believe in the things of God but don't believe in darkness and the things of the devil. Friends. Can I take just a couple of moments and pastorally share with you my heart? You need to guard your home. Parents, you need to guard your children from this wicked culture. All right, Lord, help me right now. Let me put it this way. If someone listening this morning... If they open their heart to the Lord Jesus Christ. If they say, Lord, I want to follow you and I invite you into my life. What do you think is going to happen? The Spirit of God's going to come. Say amen if you're with me right now. Amen. What do you think happens when you play with a Ouija board? What do you think happens when you follow a horoscope? Or you mess around with tarot cards. Or you follow a psychic. Or you do a palm reading. What do you think that is, my friend? It's witchcraft. And what you're doing, parents, hear my heart. What you're doing is you're opening your front door to the things of the devil. We should be wise. My little girl who's in Rock Alley today, I assume she's in Rock Alley. I can't see her. My little girl is eight, and she came to me and her mom yesterday. They're all about playing on our phones. If you can't reach me, it's because my kids have my phone. Ugh. But she wants a new little game that one of her little friends has called Mindcraft. What is Mindcraft? I said, Emmy, what is that? Oh, Dad, it's 
this and this and this and this and this. Oh, oh, and there's nothing bad in it. Oh, there's, there's no bad words. There's nothing. Oh, no, no, I promise. Oh, it's a good game and it's designed for kids. I asked my device, tell me about the game Minecraft. And listen when I asked it. Is there witchcraft in Minecraft? And guess what the answer was? Yes. You can summon witches. Friends, that's witchcraft. Do you know why I want my children to hear worship songs? Because I want them to invite the Spirit of the Lord in. And do you know why I must protect them? From demonic influences? Because I want to keep those things out. That's my job as a parent. And it's your job as a parent and as grandparents. Can we say amen to that? If you believe in angels, listen. If you believe in one side of the coin, you better believe in the other side of the coin. And if you believe in God's power, you better believe in Satan's power. You believe in angels, you better believe in the demonic. You open yourself up to the things of God, you better believe you can open yourself up to the things of Satan. Be wise. Be on guard. I'm not saying be scared. I'm not saying that there's a demon in every single bush. No, that's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying on the authority of God's word, Satan is the God of this world. And I'm telling you, he'll sink his claws into your children. And it's your job to keep him at bay. Amen. 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 Next. Continuing verse 4. And the dragon stood before the woman who was about to give birth, so that when she bore her child, he might devour it. Let, uh, let me just tag one more thing, Caleb, because I can't remember if I said this. How many angels and demons are there? We don't have an exact number, but remember what John said in Revelation 4. Uh, maybe five, I think it's five. There is myriad upon myriad of angels. Now, what does that mean? Myriad is the highest numeric value in the Greek language. And it stands for 10,000. And what John says when he says there are myriad upon myriad, thousands upon thousands, that's the Greek way of saying it's innumerable. You can't count them. <laughs> and when it says in Hebrews... That uh, angels are without number. There's so many they can't be counted. And how many fell? A third of them. So what's that mean? For every one demonic spirit, there are two angels. Amen. God has the upper hand. Amen. Continue. I'm sorry. Read, read, read the verse again. I apologize. And the dragon stood before the woman who was about to give birth so that when she bore her child, he might devour it. Verse 5, she gave birth to a male child, one who is to rule all the nations with a rod of iron. But her child was caught up to God and to his throne. Okay. So who is this male child? We know this is Jesus Christ. Exactly. How do we know this? Because Psalm chapter 2, verses 8 and 9, Christ will rule the nations with the rod of iron. When you see a rod in the scripture, it means judgment. 
Christ is going to judge the nations of the earth. When Christ breaks the seals in Revelation 6, it is Christ who is the executor of the judgments upon the earth. He's going to rule the nations with an iron rod. Now, this is very interesting. You ready to learn this morning? Say amen if you're ready to learn. There's something hidden in this scripture that I want to see if you can detect. Caleb, read that last verse for me, and I want to see if you can pick up on it. It's been a theme throughout our whole study. She gave birth to a male child, one who is to rule all the nations with a rod of iron. But her child was caught up to God and to his throne. Did you hear it? Oh, what is it? Oh, we're doing so good. It makes my heart so happy when I hear people say harpazo. You should, when you go to lunch today, just say harpazo. No, don't. They'll think you're part of a cult. I wouldn't do that. But, oh, it makes my heart happy. All through the book, we keep encountering this phrase. What is the Greek word for the phrase, come up here, caught up? What's the Greek word? Harpazo. And once you detect it, once you discover it, you'll find it throughout all of the Bible. Particularly revelation. What a beautiful word. Now what's he mean? The male child was born. He'll rule the nations with an iron rod. And then he was called up. Two possible meanings here. Number one, this most certainly, most likely is the ascension of Christ. Remember Christ was crucified. He was buried for three days. He rose again. And then what happened after he rose again? He spent 40 days with his followers. Acts 1, uh, verse 1, 2, and 3. He spent 40 days with his followers, teaching them about the kingdom of God. And then what happened when Christ completed that 40 days? He ascended. He was harpazoed into the cloud. And what did the two men say? Men of Galilee, why do you stand here gazing? In other words, why are you standing here open-mouthed? <laughs> the same Jesus that you see us in, he will come back again on the clouds of glory. But there's another possible meaning. Some scholars believe, and this is just, you know, interesting speculation. Who is the body of Christ? The church. Could this refer to the body of Christ? Could this be a hint in the scriptures toward the rapture? It could. But I lean more toward the ascension of Christ. I think that's a more accurate view. Okay. So, just to recap. Who is the woman? It's the nation of Israel who gave birth to Christ. See, that's why Satan hates the Jews. The Jews gave us the word of God. The Jews gave us the Lord Jesus Christ, and Satan hates them for it. That's why there's a spirit of anti-Semitism in the earth and always has been. So the woman represents Israel. This great, vile, red dragon represents Satan. The male child represents Christ who will rule the nations with a rod of iron. Next. Verse 6. And the woman fled into the wilderness where she has a place prepared by God in which she is to be nourished for 1,260 days. Verse 7, now war arose in heaven, Michael and his angels fighting against the dragon, and the dragon and his angels fought back. 
So let's pause right there, Caleb. I'm going to have you read that again in just a moment. So when Scripture says that the woman fled into the wilderness. Now say amen if you're with me because I, I want you to catch this, okay? I want you to, I want you to, to, to make these links in the Scriptures because it, it, it will it, it'll pull all the pieces together to where you can see. You can see. Uh, another way of saying it, let's take the 30,000 foot view here and see God's plan. Do you use a streaming device at home or at work? Simply say, hey Google, play Awaken to Grace with Chad Roberts podcast and listen to our weekly podcast that is the current sermon that I preach each week at Preaching Christ Church.